0: 91.5 WPRK, uh, this is brand new show on the station, uh, it's called Men Tell All, my name is Artie Gately, and I'm here with my host Vince, Vince, you want to uh, introduce yourself here?
1: Yeah, sure Artie, uh, welcome to Men Tell All, the show about men's mental health, um, We, Sorry. Uh, Sorry, I'm Vince Capobianco from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, well Tequila, Georgia, a little bit northeast of Atlanta, uh, but I'm here to talk with Artie today about men's mental health.
0: And uh, I'll talk a little bit why I wanted to start this show in general is uh, I'm currently a graduate student getting my degree in mental health counseling. And um, I am the only male in the entire program <laughs> of my year. And there's a huge like lack of men in the field in particular. And um, that's kind of a recent thing over the past couple of years. So, I don't know what really happened to us, um, but it's, it's just become a field kind of dominated by, by women. And I think um, men really don't have any sort of voice in this space. And um, it's something that we kind of desperately need. So, um, there's a lot of things that men are kind of just falling behind in society. I don't know if you'd agree with that, Vince. But uh, I I just thought it was a it was an important show and something I know a little bit about, Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of why I wanted to to start this show about men's mental health. We to be honest, we don't really know where this is gonna go. We picked a topic for the first day. Could go anywhere. Could go anywhere. This we the topic we picked for the first day is uh, why do men commit the most mass shootings? Um, So something kind of hot one. Hot topic. Starting off strong, um, but yeah, the reason I wanted to pick this is we we hear about this almost on a like a monthly basis, I would say, um, going on in America, and it's we've almost become desensitized to it, um, and all I I saw some statistic. I don't know how accurate this is, um, but. 90, I think it was 96 to 94% of mass shootings are committed by men. Um, so I think it's pretty relevant to, to men's mental health. And I think there's definitely an element of mental health in there. It's definitely not the only answer, but there's a bunch of different routes we can, you know, you can kind of explore in that area. Um, so first initial thing, I, I did some research on a topic. And there's a bunch of other... There's a bunch of explanations as to why people say that um, people become mass shooters. And they don't really... What I found is they don't really specifically fit any sort of profile. Uh, Before I say that, though, too, let me give a disclaimer. Uh, Me and Vince are not experts by any means. No. No. Um, So everything we say is just our own opinion at the moment. I did some research, but... I don't know. Who knows how accurate this could be in the in this day and age. So, just giving a disclaimer. But, uh, yeah, the... Um, a couple things that, you know, one I found in the articles they talked about is uh, a lot of mass shooters aren't necessarily diagnosed as having a mental illness. Um, and they they don't... Some people tend to think that it's just kind of an excuse as to... You're kind of just giving the mass shooter excuse as to oh they're you know deranged so they're they commit mass shootings um and the evidence people point to is that women you know have just as much instance of mental illness as men do but tend to not commit mass shootings um so i don't know i mean i don't know if you can completely dismiss mental illness as a as a cause um for mass shootings Vince, do you have any uh, thoughts on
1: that? I think, uh, you know, that'd be more of a matter of masculinity. Like, you know, sure, sure. me and you are, uh, you know, men, and uh, we don't get treated for mental health as much, but, like, uh, a, f- a male and a female are totally different in terms of masculinity. So we're talking about, you know, whether there's toxic masculinity or not. Um, say... You know, a, a male is is having an argument with another male. Uh, it's going to play out a lot differently than if a, a female and another female are having a you know an argument. Yeah. For the most part, don't get For me the wrong. Mo- yeah. There's there's small instances, and just as you see, like you said, you said something about ninety five percent are are male. Could be, couldn't be, but I'm sure the majority are are male mass shooters, and I yeah. I would imagine that has something to do with you know our innate. Uh, way drive to uh either confront something head-on or worst case scenario uh you know fight or get physical with whatever's going on in our head at that time because do you find there's like a switch that flips oh absolutely yeah so like you know it's like we were talking the other day about uh you know when somebody crosses a line with me for instance i'll you know I, there's there's a flitch there's a switch that flips in my head where you know okay it's fight or flight time and that, and that's scientifically proven where you know you have this uh, you know million years of evolution of uh, you know this mechanism in your brain where it's fight or flight and you can either flee or attack something and that's in that's just in your brain that's a, a compound of chemicals that just releases and then you're there and so I wonder if uh, you know from a mental health standpoint these uh, these men have gone mistreat, you know, undiagnosed or not treated or they're off their meds. Yeah. And all of a sudden that fight or flight is just haywire. And it's just ready to kick in at any moment. Yeah. Yeah, the, the line is for any reason or yeah. it's constantly going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like what's, the, I, I don't, I mean, when's the, when's the last time you had the, the line crossed?
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so was it kickball? Oh yeah. We had, we had So me and Artie play kickball together and, uh, this, this guy was uh, yelling at this female about, who was a referee about a, a, a call and it was against his girlfriend. So uh, he, had, he felt like the line was crossed with him and, and we go face to face and you know, that's where that fight or flight kicks in. Um, but it's like we're saying with mental health, like me and this guy knew, okay, there's probably not going to be a physical alterta- altercation here, but we're going to go face to face and hash this out. And now, because, you know, I don't know about the other guy, but I feel like I'm pretty mentally sound. I didn't take a swing at the guy because my fight or flight was like inact, act. And yeah. I, I feel like I have pretty good control on it. I can take a rein and, you know, reel it in. Whereas somebody who might have a mental health disorder might, you know, you run into the wrong person and that line's crossed and you go up face to face with them. You yeah. might end up, you know, with some bumps and bruises at the end of that or worse.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like, and also an element, too, where it's, like, same thing at kickball. Um, me and Vince, we both have our girlfriends playing the team as well. Um, there was another instance where uh, my girlfriend got slid into, and she got an out, and the kids started screaming at the ref. But I had – I didn't – I was so convinced that it was an out, I didn't notice it till a couple seconds later. And then – by the time I noticed it, everything had calmed down. But for that, the day, to the, probably the week after, in my head, I was like, I should have just ran and charged that guy and tackled him. Right. But it would have been the dumbest thing. Out, like, there was no reason to do that whatsoever. Other
1: than fight or flight. Other
0: yeah. than, yeah, just like. But even, I, I can even see how it lasts. It, it can linger on in your head, like this sort of. I don't know if it's pride or it's like an instinctual drive to be protective or it's like, um, I don't know. I I don't, I don't really know what it is, but like, I I feel as though there's something, there has to be something like in there that uh, like a mass shooter or somebody that gets to that point, their flight or, you know, that, that mechanism is mechanism in their brain is not, is not right. I would say.
1: Oh yeah, where they feel like everything is dire, you know. A lot of these guys leave massive uh, manuscripts about why they're doing it, and in these these full detail papers on uh, what is it called a manifesto? Yeah, manifesto. On on how they're doing it and why they're doing it, and the the reasons are so. Basic, like they can't get a girl, or it's like you were talking about this guy, uh, Elliot, Elliot Roger. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can dive deep into Elliot Roger and and some of these instances where these people are taking uh, small things that we've you know, you should be able to get a handle on and, uh, and cope with yourself, and instead of doing that, they're blowing them up into, uh, instead of I'm gonna cope with this myself, I'm gonna go. Uh, become God and end their life.
0: Yeah, that's I, honestly, I'm very fascinated with that. That Elliot Roger case, not because I think anything he did was good at all. It's awful, A horrible person. Awful, awful. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't even know why I would need to even say something. Like it's obvious that's terrible. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I was doing some research on it. Super, I find it an interesting case. Um. He's kind of known as the incel killer, and now incel, if you're not familiar with that term, is um, it's kind of like an online uh, lingo for involuntarily celibate. So, as much as they try to get a girlfriend or try to have any sort of, you know, intimacy with a woman, they're not able to. Um, but I, I got some, I got some information on him. I'll just kind of read it off there. Uh, so, basically, the attack began when, uh, Rogers stabbed three men to death in his apartment. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, so, apparently, he stabbed both his roommates to death, um, and then somebody showed up, and he stabbed them. Uh, approximately three hours later, he drove to a sorority house, but failed to gain access... Then he shot three women outside; two of them died. And next, he drove by. Uh, next, he drove past a nearby deli and shot to death a male a student who was inside. Then he uh, then began to speed through Isla Vista, shooting and wounding several pedestrians and
1: striking several others with his car. So, um, and for those of you just tuning in, this is past events we're talking yeah, about. This is past uh, events. <laughs> a mental health issue with a school shooter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then Roger. Ex-
0: exchanged gunfire with police twice during the attack received a non-fatal gunshot to the hip uh, the rampage ended when his car crashed into a parked vehicle and came to a stop police found him dead in a car with an self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head now yeah obviously that's awful but I was doing some research on his life um, so he early in his life was seeing a therapist when he was 8 years old
1: um, very well to do guy right like his well, dad was some sort of producer or something like that yeah right?
0: yeah his dad was a movie producer um in england i believe he was born in england and he had this whole idea that he was like aristocracy and how how dare women look down on me because i'm
1: oh he's he's royalty
0: he's ro- he's kind okay. of like i'm english you know like that he kind of had that type of uh an air about him a, yeah, yeah exactly exactly Scumbag. Yeah, yeah, Um, but he saw he's seen a therapist since he was eight years old, which is, I mean, I I feel like that's very early, um, unless you have something wrong with him, which he, um, he was diagnosed with uh, pervasive developmental disorder, um, not otherwise specified, and um, autism spectrum disorder. So I think pervasive developmental disorder is on the autism spectrum disorder uh, now. Um, And then by the ninth grade, he was increasingly bullied, writing that he cried himself, um, cried by himself at school every day. Um, He also started during this time an obsession with World of Warcraft. Um, Those but,
1: video games will, will get him, man. Dude, I played World of Warcraft for a while. This is why this story is so interesting. So, we're, like, you're a ticking time bomb. Honestly. Dude,
0: honestly, I'm, this is why this story is so interesting to me because I feel as though this could happen to anyone. I, I see a lot of parallels with this kid. I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. But um, basically, this game dominated his life for the majority of his teenage years and briefly in his 20s. Uh, continuing to high school, he's constantly bullied. Uh, He had an incident where his head was taped to a desk while he was asleep. Oh, so severely bullied. Yeah, severely bullied. And then... And then in 2012, the one friend he had in the world um, blatantly said he didn't want to be friends with him anymore without offering any reason or why he was ending the friendship. Um, And then finally, the part I have is... This is part of his uh, in his manifesto. I'm 22 years old and I'm still a virgin. I've never kissed a girl. I've been through college for two and a half years, more than that actually, and I'm still a virgin. It's been very torturous. College is the time where everyone experiences those things such as sex and fun and pleasure. Within those years, I've had to rot in loneliness. It's not fair. You girls have never been attracted to me. I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me, but I will punish you for all of it. It's an injustice, a crime, because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy. And yet you throw yourselves out at these obnoxious men instead of me, the supreme gentleman. Wow. So, I mean, obviously a pretty deranged guy, but like, I, I, I kind of have a sort of compassion for him because, like, in I can, I can almost see myself in that. Like, I when I was in high school, I was. It's that World of Warcraft man. Dude, I'm it telling it, you, I mean, it really is. It's. <laughs> Um, but like yeah I I was I moved high school I moved high schools when I um, when I went to high school I switched and none of my friends came to the same high school as was. Right. With. So all the friends I had had for years completely gone and then I really didn't fit in really didn't have any friends in high school and just I I think I got lucky in the fact that YouTube wasn't around or anything nothing was around that made me really like, kind of explore this sort of um what's the word resentment i would have towards women or any radicalization yeah this this radicalization and luck dude thank the lucky start like within when i went to college within like two weeks i had i had drank for the first time (laughs) kissed a girl for the first time and then had sex for the first time, <laughs> all within a two week. I had like right. an extremely accelerated, yeah, adolescent crash course. So I feel like that. I don't know. I I got right back on track in, uh, in in college. Um, but
1: his calls uh, are flooding in. Yes,
0: yeah, calls are flooding in. We don't know how to take them, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is the first show. So if you're calling, uh, wait till next Wednesday. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, feel like, I don't know if, um, obviously what he did is terrible, but, but I mean, I, I don't know. I can kind of see the a way in which it's down isolation can kind of over the years, just kind of like, no one wants to talk to me. No, everyone thinks I'm a piece of garbage. Um, like no one is you know I, I don't know i i feel like that the isolation part is something that doesn't get talked about a lot when you're dealing with those those mass shooters and i think it plays a huge role like have you ever has there been a point recently where you've
1: been isolated at all or oh yeah i talk about my girlfriend uh, with this on a on a daily basis like uh, especially since moving down to Orlando from Atlanta, and I wasn't even in Atlanta, Northeast uh, Atlanta, which is Decula, Georgia, like a uh, small farming town where I had grown up for my entire life. All my friends were there, um, and we just, you know, after college, we decided to move down. Um, and uh, so when when we when I'm here, you know, I don't have any friends to hang out with. It's you know, it's it's a little bit isolated in the sense that. You know all of my good friends are in different states so the depression sets in when you don't have uh you know especially another male uh, figure you know we both have our girlfriends to talk to and hang out with and stuff um but you know when you don't have like really good friends where you're at you start to feel that isolation you start to feel like uh you know there's not a lot of people around that are that are like you or, or like the same things as you um and once you, once you get in your own head like that a little bit, I see, I see what you're saying to where, uh, you know, that can go down the, the, the wrong rabbit hole very quickly, especially if you have mental health issues. Like it seems like this kid had, um, not that I empathize with this kid at all. Yeah, I, that's not what Artie's saying either, that he empathi- empathizes with the kid, um, but that he can see where something would take off into this direction very quickly. Um, I think that's yeah,
0: what I'm saying. Yeah, right? no. I mean whatever <clears throat> you want, empathy. Right. Um, but it's I don't know, I, I I've been yeah, I, I'm in a similar situation. I've um I've I've just moved here to Orlando um a year ago. And yeah, I didn't know anyone. And in these times where my girlfriend I me and my girlfriend live together in time where she's gone for, you know, Week, you know, 10 day periods, and you just get in your like this is like zone. It's, I don't know, I, I this times Stank. wrong. I get, yeah, you get, you get angry yeah. at for no reason yeah. at nothing, like, and you kind of don't even recognize it at the time. And you're just like, I, I found a pattern, like, whenever my girlfriend would leave, I just, yeah, you get in a funk, you get angry. It's like, um, oh, and, that's, s- and that's, they that's say, just, yeah, they say,
1: uh, solitary confinement is one of the worst things that you can do to somebody because of that cut off with human interaction so I imagine some of these kids that are uh, you know some of these males especially with mental health issues that are isolated um, I think that's a great point you know if somebody's isolated then uh, these ideas can manifest without and, and the other thing too is if somebody's having these ideas and they don't have any followers on their youtube channel or they don't have any twitter followers or even if they don't if they don't might not even have social media like this kid did um those ideas go unchallenged when you don't have uh say you know another person there saying hey dude this is going down you know the wrong path you yeah you're coming up with some crazy stuff right now yeah um and that can that can exceed exponentially with with mental health like if somebody's by themselves and they have a mental health disorder and they have access to YouTube and yeah. all this crazy information that, you know, these radicalized websites or whatever, they can, you know, they can become violent and obsessed with the wrong things very quickly.
0: Yeah, like, I find my, yeah, it's, I don't know, I, my, I there's times where I say stuff. And my girlfriend would be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then like, like oh, okay. Yeah. And then you think back, like, oh yeah, no, that is crazy. That's a hundred percent crazy. But it so, is huge. Yeah. And
1: with this kid, another thing, I don't know if you have it written down here, but, uh, like, it, like we said, his father was obviously, uh, a very wealthy guy. I don't know if he stayed in England or what, but it seems like for whatever reason, when, uh, a lot of, a lot of these mass shooters, especially the ones that, that, through the school shootings you know they don't have a strong uh parental guidance especially in the in the father area mm-hmm. they, it seems like they don't have that male guidance and i and that's where we you know talk about uh, masculinity toxic masculinity as some people like to say but you know there's this idea that there's only uh masculinity which is bad and no masculinity which is great so you're either masculine. And you're a terrible person, or you're non-masculine, and you're kind of leveled off. Yeah. But I think there's, you know, there's two types of masculinity, good and bad. And if you if you have one and not the other, that one type of masculinity is gonna overtake uh, whatever situation it's in. So if you have somebody uh, with some really bad masculinity issues, like say this kid, uh, where he doesn't, you know, he thinks he's a god and that girl should be all over him, and all of a sudden they're not. Uh he has that horrible type of masculinity where it's just gonna manifest within him, like we're talking about, especially in isolation, where he's going to come up with some very radical ideas on how he needs to to justify uh killing or or shooting people yes,
0: yeah, so you're saying like there's like your idea is there is like two different it's two different pol- polarities my my or idea is that
1: y- it's not that you're either mask like masculinity in my head is not it can't be toxic it's either it's either good it's it's not toxic or nothing like th- seems like the people who have the this idea of toxic masculinity mm. is that masculinity is on this scale and the higher you go on the scale the more toxic it is yeah
0: but yeah, m- my true. idea
1: of it is that there's two scales of masculinity good and bad yeah okay and not you're you're not necessarily going to get any good out of somebody who has no no masculinity. They're not going to be opening doors for girls. They're not going to be running into burning buildings, uh, saving people. They're not going to be the one running into the, the building to save all these children yeah, from no, this mass shooter. No courage,
0: no hard work.
1: Right, like those would be the good qualities. Those would be the good qualities of masculinity. So that goes back to to having a you know say a father figure. A lot of times. Uh, if you demasculate, we can look at uh, single single parent uh, households. That's that's the perfect uh, science experiment to what I'm saying. Is if you just have a, a female raising a child, you know, which is a lot of the cases in these mass shootings. Yeah, the, there's no to, where are these kids getting their toxic masculinity from if there's no male male figure there. They're yes. just getting. They're getting bad masculinity from YouTube videos or, you know, I don't believe this, but violent video games or, yeah. uh, you know, the the school bully who's who might be the only figure that they have, you know, the only person that interacts with them.
0: Yeah, I think I saw something. I think this was like a guns rights activist something. Right. So I take it for a grain of salt, but like I think it was like of the most recent 28 or 30 shootings, like 27 of them. Were single parent households right? Yeah, and that I I could be that could be a hundred percent wrong, but let's just assume it's right. Well, right
1: I did look at the statistics a little bit on, you know, the demographics of uh, a mass shooter, and significant amount of them are from single uh, parent households, um, specifically without a father figure or or some type of uh, male. Idol in their life, yeah. um, that they can look up to. Yeah, that's I don't know. That's interesting.
0: Um, because it blows me away that I, yeah. Oh, you sorry. What are you
1: saying? It blows me away. It's like you know, ha- how does that happen, and why does that happen? Is it a, is it a mental health thing? Is it a nurture? You know, it's the whole nature nurture thing. Is is it because of the 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 missing father figure that's going to teach them the good from the bad types of masculinity? is it the isolation where these ideas are just manifesting in their head because they've seen them? Mm. Or would the same thing happen if these kids were subject to the same type of material and bullying and mental health, even if they had a father? Which I'm sure there's some cases of, but it seems that it's happening more significantly without.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I don't – eat because, like, my dad's – I don't know. My dad's still here. Or yeah. he's yeah, – I don't, I don't know what your, your yeah, parents I'm, are. You? Yeah,
1: I have both, my, both my parents My parents, pro- right yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. like – I can't even like. I don't have any sort of experience with, like. And then most of my friends too, like. For the most part, their parents are still together. Yeah, like, I
1: have a significant amount of friends w- that have you know grown up in single 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 households, and they. I mean, they they're fine. They're they're totally fine. It seems like yeah. Um, but then again, they had a tight knit group of, uh, of friends. You know, me and my friends all grew up, and you know, like I was saying earlier, we all still talk to this day so yeah. maybe uh that isolation plays more of a a part than we would imagine
0: yeah they had role models
1: through you and like
0: exactly like the, your, yeah. maybe even your parents yeah. and coaches and teachers. Coaches. yeah and yeah. that's
1: why i wonder about these kids like it and going back to the mental health thing obviously that's you know what, our main idea of what we're talking about and it's you know the the whole fight or flight thing and isolation. It, it's got to be a combination of things, but the one root of it is the mental health issue, it seems like. And there, there's not a lot of treatment for male mental uh, mental health going on. No, there's...
0: I mean, there is. It, but, but
1: it seems like we're more tempted to, to hold it in or harbor those feelings yeah, rather than express it.
0: Yeah, I guess. Like, um, that's true. I would also say that yeah, we don't ever talk, like, guys, no one ever goes like, oh, hey, you should go see a, ther- a
1: therapist. Yeah, I and, don't, and I don't. even if they did, would you, Yeah. Yeah, me, probably not. Right, I mean, me either.
0: Yeah, so. and I'll be honest, I'm getting my degree in mental health counseling. I'm, I've, I think I've seen seven different therapists in my life. S- five of them were women. They all, at one point or another, just didn't understand, like, you can't, they had a you, you, There was a blockage in their understanding. You couldn't. What I wanted to talk to them about, they got so defensive, or so like they just didn't know what was going on. Right. And then the two guys that I did have, one of them wanted to be my friend really bad for yeah. some reason. <laughs> uh, well, maybe
1: that was his whole shtick Was you know you need this figure in your life that's gonna be positive in the male. So yeah, that was his whole thing. This was recent. I didn't. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, this was when I was 29 years old. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know. I think he was a band-aid on it. He was a lonely, band. maybe, uh, and he wanted to talk to somebody. I don't know. It, it was me. A lot of me complaining that I'm the only male in my counseling program and <laughs> yeah. how much I dislike it. And it's kind of a it's it's not uncommon. So he was.
1: It was more just him commiserating with me, and that's all he really wanted. It's funny you say that, because there's no way that this kid, you know, Elliot Roger, wasn't going to see the school counselor or a counselor. And I wonder, you know, it makes you wonder, like, especially from your experience, what that difference would have been, you know, and I don't know, even if it was a male or a female, if it had been, like, somebody who could have understood him and been, like, you know, directed him into a different path yeah you know, this is, mental health is a huge part of, of what's at play here yeah it seems like
0: well I I think the counselors have been taught now that anything bad a man does is toxic masculinity quotation marks sure and that that phrase really annoys me I it
1: because I was hoping we were on the uh, different pages with that so I could go toe-to-toe yeah, with you. Yeah, I, I <laughs> despise that
0: phrase. Um, right. Because I was going to do a whole show on it, but whatever, maybe we we'll may be able to do this. Maybe it will go more into it. Like, oh, we could go yeah, yeah.
1: that for hours, yeah. Um, Let's do it now.
0: It's... it's what was I going to say?
1: it's They go, well, it's this
0: toxic masculinity problem. And then I go, i say to them, well, that's really... So what... I find that toxic masculinity is a catch-all term that women use now. Is any sort of problem a man has, it's toxic masculinity. Then their retort is they usually walk it back and they go, "Well, no, toxic masculinity is men can't express their emotions or." Yeah, then they uh, go back
1: and separate it into two:
0: the good y- and the bad. Yeah, but. They, they they walk it back into the, it's. I mean, if being able to express your emotions is important, but I don't know if it's like this. You know, Elliot Roger may have come into the to a counseling room and been like, I want to kill everyone. What do you, okay, what What, yeah, what are you, you going to do? What do you say? <laughs> you know, I mean, there is some work you can he do. He was saying
1: it on his YouTube channel yeah. far before it There you happened. go. He's expressing
0: yeah. his emotions right, right there. He's angry. Just nobody's listening. You just right. no one's listening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I don't, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the problem um i think a lot of women have can't don't like to deal with anger they get and because anger i think most male emotion um what's the word i'm looking for like aggression yeah it um not encapsulates but it um encompasses income no not
1: encompasses <laughs> it manifests itself in like, gotcha. anger yeah most
0: like when i'm upset oh, yeah,
1: emotion emotion in males comes out in, in a form of violence and anger, anger. They, they lash out for the most part and not to say that females some females don't yeah. but the majority of males when they're experiencing a high level of emotion say something's annoying them it doesn't they don't storm out of the room they Uh, you know, break whatever is annoying. Yeah. Punch balls. Yeah. 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 Scream, yell. Scream, yell. Hurt somebody's feelings.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Insult somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's very different from the way women handle conflict or emotion. And I don't, I think they just don't want to deal with it in the most. That's what most toxic masculinity is labeled as is, well, since this guy is flipping out and is angry and is screaming and yelling and punching walls and he must, he's toxic. And, you know, that needs to be changed in order for him to get better, which I don't necessarily agree with.
1: Yeah. Um, it seems like a form of emotional currency and females prefer the deferred payment, whereas males want their paycheck right now. You know, they want to cash that check. That's a and, very good analogy. And make sure, yeah, I just... Yeah. That, that's how I look at it. And it's like, you know, females exchange this emotional currency where, oh, you just called me that. I'm going to build this up until you least expect it. And then I'm going to unleash on you, you yeah. know, all these things that I've been building up for the last 10 years. Whereas, you know, I call you a swear word or insult your girlfriend.
0: Yeah. We're going
1: to have it out right then. Yeah.
0: You know, I can't tell you the amount of physical altercations, like fist fights. I've been <laughs> in a fist fight in. 10 years probably. Right. But, like, as soon as you have a physical altercation with a man,
1: between by, two two males, two males. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. It's over within five minutes. And yeah. they're better, in your better friends, actually,
1: after. For oh, the, in, in my experience, that's 100% true. That's yeah, 100% if, true. You, if you have a fist fight with somebody that, you know, you were just in, exchanging insults or even saying some really hurtful things. Once that's over with, you know, and and it's funny because when you're when you do fight your friends for the most part, and at least in my experience, there's this like you're trying to hurt them as bad as you can, but there's like sometimes where you're not hitting each other in the face, or it becomes yeah. physical, and you're just tackling each other, no punches are thrown, yeah, you know, or you push them over and they push you, and then it's over with. But yeah. after that, there's this. Uh, it's like both both sides I- exchanged uh, that that uh, what, what was the word i used earlier emotional, uh, emotional currency, currency yeah. there was an exchange of emotional currency and then both sides are satisfied whereas you know if it had drug on for a while both both those big you know with more money comes more problems yeah uh. and you know if you let it drag on it seems like that happens you know and and with these kids and the mental health uh, disorders they have you know, and, and they build up all this emotional currency against a, a group or a person or a system or uh, themselves. that all gets uh, exchanged at once and sometimes it's very one-sided yeah you know, and uh, a lot of people lose. Yeah. What do you think about um,
0: So what do you think about ga- the gun issue in this type of this type of, um, this type uh. of argument? I
1: I, I'm, I feel pretty strongly that um, the gun issue isn't a matter of uh, I, my idea of it and, and to you know to, to get the, the brass knuckles of of what I'm talking about is the price of freedom and this is gonna sound harsh in terms of m- talking about mass shootings the price of freedom is death you know and once you Hell yeah. start sacrificing temporary safety for for your freedoms, you deserve neither. And I think that's, you know, kind of, a uh, I I forgot who said that. I think, um, oh, it doesn't matter. So somebody, somebody will know who said yeah. that, but that, that's what it is. You know, once you start sacrificing, you know, it's like the whole seatbelt issue it, and it's a very small thing, but where does the line, you know, one, where does that line go from here? You know, you have to wear your seatbelt when you're driving your temp, you're you're sacrificing your freedom to decide whether or not you can wear a seatbelt yeah. in order to drive otherwise you're gonna be penalized uh, you know with either jail time or, or a fine at, at the minimum you know where does that end with you know with you got to wear a helmet when you drive or you're not allowed to drive at all and the, the cars are gonna drive for you now yeah uh, you know where, where does that end because it seems like uh, if we look at this in the past when freedoms are taken away uh, that line is never maintained uh, in terms of government so if we if we start to look at, you know, should we take these guns away because we need, we need safety for our children? Well, do we really deserve freedom if we're going to start going down that road? Yeah. And, then, and that's pretty rash, but that's the way I look at it.
0: Yeah. So what do you think about High Magazine? Do um, you, still, you still think that's the same case for
1: high-power automatic weapons or... No. High... No, because... So there has to be some sort of there, There's a line that's drawn, but I think that line should be drawn by the people. Can we agree that we all shouldn't own, be able to own rocket launchers? Yeah, maybe. absolutely. So some, there has to be some sort of line, maybe. But, but like the government shouldn't be making that line. Is my point. It, it should, we like obviously we all agree as a country that we shouldn't be able to own a tank or a nuclear weapon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I think I think we could all agree on that. Yeah. And, and maybe even not even a representative voter a, a dem- we could do a democratic vote on okay this is where the line's drawn and we're not going to let the government cross that line
0: yeah you so know. i don't even know like a big argument here is like we should have universal background checks for sure but, uh, would elliot roger pass a background check i, I think he. Probably, i would imagine so he lived I, in
1: isolation he, the, he the probably didn't, never did anything wrong he was a rich well-off kid and even if he did do something wrong and wanted a, a gun. Do you think that his rich father, who seems like would have done anything to appease him, yeah, uh, gotten got him all of the nicest clothes, sent him to the nicest university, uh, had the nicest car. Like he says in his videos, obviously this dad would have got those uh, things expunged. And as bad as it sounds in America, if you have money, there's there's a way around some legal issues. Yeah, a way, yeah. Exactly. A way. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything has a price. Yeah. So so. Even if there were extensive checks done on this kid, uh, you know where do, again? Where do you draw the line uh, with, say, say red flag uh, laws? You yeah. Know, or, so or even background. Let's say let's keep it on background checks. You know, say you had an altercation when you were twelve, uh, and punched a kid too hard in the face, and he punched you back, and you both get arrested. Mm. You just, now all of a sudden your second amendment right is being infringed because. You have a record of violence, you know. Yeah. So where is that line drawn, and who's deciding? You know, again, it's not it's not us deciding who and who shouldn't have a gun. It's the government, and it seems like that line always comes farther and farther back uh, to where it's a stretch to gain those freedoms again.
0: Yeah, it's like this when this debate goes on. It's never
1: any sort of like there's no one has any sort of nuance whatsoever. There's there's no solution. It seems like because if you give the government the power they they abuse it just like anybody else would yeah, it, yeah. it seems like because they're under pressure to be reelected and uh, maintain votes and if their base is voting on them based on you know uh, gun control laws in their state they're going to continue to go down that line and make them even more and more stringent every year they go up for reelection yeah because it's not going to stop you know look at the look at chicago they have the most stringent gun laws yeah. in the nation and they have a sh- they have 3 to 4 shootings a day yeah, you, know, you can't. You, it'd be highly difficult to get, go into the city of Chicago and get a gun.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you yeah. can't
1: do it. So, but these criminals find a way to get guns, and that's that's just the way the way of the world. It's, yeah. it is what it is. Criminals find a way to break the law, and obviously, it seems like we're on the same side with this. So well, no, <laughs> I do think there, somewhat.
0: No, I mean, I do think there should be like stricter, like even if background checks aren't going to catch everyone, like there should be some sort of background check. Apparently, like, there's, uh, I don't know much about it, to be honest. The the gun show loophole, if they want to sell I mean, you should have to at least have a background check. And yeah. then, yeah, I don't know. I'm in favor of, like, all four of them. Hunting rifles you can own, handguns. But, yeah, I, I don't know. What about but the AR-15? AR-15 seems like, what do you do? I mean, you're not, I guess you could say you're protecting yourself with it, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you can protect yourself just as well with a shotgun or any other sort of not high yeah. magazine power, you know. Like what is a, it called? Like high, high high capacity magazine. High, high capacity magazine. Yeah, I don't I know nothing about guns.
1: Right. Well, that's the thing too and it seems like people who are going against AR15s and stuff like that don't understand the you know, like magazine capacities and stuff like that. If you if me and you had a hunting rifle on the table right now, yeah. and we pulled out the magazine it would be a little bit smaller, uh, almost half the size of the magazine capacity. Yeah. But if we put a bullet one next to the other, I can go ahead and confirm that that hunting bullet is going to look a whole lot scarier and bigger and have a lot more, uh, you know, grains per cartridge yeah. than than an AR-15. So what's more deadly, is a
0: hunting rifle is in that?
1: In, in terms of uh, stopping power, I mean, a rifle like a hunting rifle. But I mean, like could, you, could you alter Could you alter it to? To fit in a, a high-capacity you know, high magazine into it? Absolutely. What is that? It's called bump stocking, right? Oh, the bump stock. That shouldn't be a thing. I mean, what do you need that for? You uh, know, it, that, it, I don't even that know just that. It bounces it off your shoulders so you can fire more rounds oh. per, per minute or whatever. Oh,
0: uh, okay.
1: It, I'm pretty sure Trump put a ban on those anyway. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, mean, I know like Florida that. did but it, after Parkland. And, and uh, you
1: mentioned that y- you, know, you should be able to protect your home or be able to hunt with something mm. and that. And I, th- I feel like people go on that quite a bit when they're talking about the second amendment. Yeah. And it's not about that. It's about being able to stand up to a tyrannical government, you know, yeah. a, a government that's overstepping its boundaries and on the argument of should somebody be able to own an AR 15 because you know what? And then the, I'm, g- I'm going off crazy in my head right now, but, um, they should, you know, you could be able to defeat a government with low-powered guns. You sh- you sh- you wouldn't need an AR-15 if all of the people stood up to the government with yeah. with the guns that they had. Yeah. You know, say a hunting rifle or yeah. a handgun. It w- it would be over fairly quickly. Um, I.e. Vietnam. You know, if they had way worse weapons than the United States military and they, you know, they did a number on us. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's tough. it's tough. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. Like, if there was a tyrannical government, they'd have to convince half the people that they're good. To, sure. Yeah, it's, it, you know, so I don't know. We can definitely. Do, oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, talk we'll do, a that. That. We do, do a whole show on that. We could do. Let's do a whole show on that. Um, yeah. Anything else on Ellie Roger? What is? What about? Um, I know I hear this a lot. Like, the rhetoric of Trump is causing mass shootings.
1: Are there more mass shootings while, while Trump's been in office? I don't know. I mean, That's a good question. When Obama was in office, we had what? Sandy Hook, um, the the movie theater shooting. Yeah, Aurora. Um, um, um there's been so many. Dish, dude, there's so many. It's it's scary that it's hard to name all of them. Yeah. We should we should be able to have the top five right on the tip of our tongue. Yeah. Well, the f- uh, Aurora,
0: Sandy Hook, Chicago. Parkland. <laughs> there's probably
1: a mass shooting in Chicago almost. Yeah. Um, once a month.
0: Oh, I think they did redefine that. Oh, yeah,
1: Park... No, Parkland was... Trump. Parkland was Trump.
0: Parkland mm-hmm. was Trump. Uh, the most... The two recent was Dayton and Waco or yeah. Trump. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I'd have to look at the numbers on that, but, just, I mean, what rhetoric, though, do you I, know?
0: I, the, the argument is that he...
1: Like, white supremacist rhetoric? Yeah, or? the
0: argument is that his... He dehumanizes people of color and immigrants and that's causing these people to get this idea in their head that it's okay to go shoot
1: people to, in texas
0: yeah <laughs> just go to yeah go shoot people in texas to to kill people to target people with these mass shootings who are you know well immigrants again we could or go back to
1: trump doesn't like sure i mean say it, say it was a trump supporter if it, if somebody has mental illness like we were talking about at the beginning they're isolated and they pick, they can pick and choose, they could they could listen to this radio station and pull out a few things that we said and radicalize them. Oh, you think
0: You can, yeah, a hundred percent. So
1: who's to say that? I couldn't sit here and say, no, absolutely not. It's not because of Trump's rhetoric. Well, what is his rhetoric? You know, do I believe that he's given out a rhetoric that causes me to go shoot up people? Absolutely not. But I can't say for sure that somebody didn't take his words out of context or. You know for all we know in context and yeah and go do something massively horrible yeah i'm not it doesn't and I, I feel like trump is a guy who really really uh cares about what people think about him oh and so
0: above you know, anything else i think that's what trump oh,
1: cares about a thousand percent yeah. so would this guy entice people to go make his presidency look bad by having another mass shooting that, yeah. that's the question we should ask ourselves mm-hmm. and the answer is probably no
0: yeah I don't, I don't know if i buy too much into that argument it's um it seems just people just don't like trump I, I i don't know i i can see what they're what they may be coming at like it's he's he's probably said some stuff that's i don't know maybe incited violence but again like You know, you are responsible for your own actions, I feel. And, like, if somebody were to hear this show, like you said, and went out and shoot shoot somebody, I don't think I would... I wouldn't feel personally responsible for that because I I didn't say anything that, you know... No, we both
1: obviously... uh, We're just trying
0: to talk about the subject.
1: Profusely or against people yeah. going and killing. Hot take people. Over here. Yeah, we obviously you know. uh, we don't condone any of this. It's horrible acts by these disgusting, despicable people uh, yeah. with okay. mental health disorders, it seems. Uh, and and again going off the the Trump rhetoric thing, I'm pretty sure that Dayton shooter was a Elizabeth Warren uh follower. I think he was yeah he was a left wing it, it's just guy. I think that's kind of silly. I mean the I feel like the the people and this is a, a reoccurring thing too with mass shooters is they seem to uh idolize each other yes they go yeah. back and and they like it, what was that first school shooting like the most famous combine these yeah. people like are obsessed with the columbine shooters for whatever reason and it you know I w- again i wonder if that's that isolation and they start to idolize these people and they become some god to them and they it's like a game it's so it's so disgusting
0: that's such an interesting kit yeah that's i wrote that down over here cuz i mean we can you know have we only have a few minutes left but like yeah let's get into... let's yeah whatever let's do that like I, I i said can you envision every you know um oh well so i had an article on it that I talked about it a little bit um, so uh, this is an article from CBS News um, and this is a an article that it's titled El Paso, Walmart Shooting How the FBI Profiles Potential Mass Shooters so there's a, a a gentleman from the FBI talking about how they, they profile these mass shooters and um, one of the things he said when I asked for the motivating factors are for shooters Simon said usually it's a desire for some omnipotent control even if it's just momentarily there's also a degree for desire, for infamy, in, in yeah, infamy and notoriety, right? And so yeah, I mean, I I put it as a question here: Can you ever envision yourself wanting that sort of notoriety? And I know that's like a obvious. The obvious answer is like no. no.
1: Yeah, you don't but like hypothetically if i had a mental disorder and i was in isolation and i didn't have a father figure or any type of male yeah. figure could i see how somebody would want to be infamous no i still can not it's hard for me honestly i kind of i, I kind
0: of get it cuz like you right. go down that loneliness and isolation path i can see how it can go terribly
1: wrong that way
0: yeah you go down that path and like it's You see, I don't know. It's just, at a certain point, you just go, you know, F it. I'm going to, I'm going to. None of this is real. I want to be famous, whatever. You know, I I want some sort of control. And I want, like, I I don't know how somebody comes to that conclusion because I I can't see myself wanting to do, you know, be famous for that. It's just, uh, to me, you wouldn't want to lead a legacy that people are proud of not or some people are just, completely ashamed of
1: right
0: but there is something in i think in some people's deranged mind that's like
1: well they it seems like they get into this counter culture almost of, yeah uh, you always hear about them on these like websites and stuff where they're honoring those Columbine people and uh, or they'll comment that they want to be like them one day or something weird, you know, and then they get this following or they follow people who say the same things that don't necessarily do it, mm. but they idolize these people. And I feel like it almost turns into some sort of cult where they're, you know, they want to be the best at that, you Yeah, know, that little circle that they feel like they have with the, those people. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So it's like, you a, know what I mean, it's an idolization within that sort of subgroup of people that yeah. none of us are really
1: in. Yeah, it's and like, couldn't understand. And couldn't understand, but like to them that's what glory is. Yeah, and it's a mental health it's a mental health thing. Again, these these people are sick, obviously. Yeah. And
0: I think the um the Columbine case is an interesting one because it's um I think they like confirmed one of the I think it was I, I forgot their name. Eric Harris and Dan Kea- Whatever. Names, yeah. One of them was. I, mean, I think,
1: wouldn't even want to say him.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. they're so they're out there so much it doesn't matter. Right. Um,
1: We're not going to stop anything. One of
0: yeah. One of yeah. The WPRK mental all radio show is not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not that powerful. Um. But unfortunately. Unfortunately. Soon to be though. Um. But yeah, I think one of them was a diagnosed. Um psychopath, which I don't even know if it's a diagnosis, but right. like antisocial personality disorder. And then one of them, he kind of just was an isolated kid and followed this... this became friends of, with the psychopath. Yeah,
1: became friends with the psychopath. I think, it, I think a good thing for us to maybe talk about and, and even end on is, is there a way to prevent this? Or are, are we treating mental health issues in men the wrong way to where it comes to this? Because it's obviously overwhelming men uh, that do these violent acts. And we talked a little bit about why that is and why that might be from an evolutionary standpoint or a brain chemical standpoint, but is there something, you know, and, and you're more of an expert on this being, you know, in counseling than I am. Is, is there a way for this to be tuned down or at least suppressed where we're not talking about this all the time?
0: Yeah, I don't know, it's tough. Like, I, I honestly think a huge part of it is isolation. Like a huge, huge. So I think people need to like do whatever they can to get out of the house and not be on the internet.
1: Because like even it. even kids that are that are at school that might might have a more uh, a bigger following or more friends. They could you know and, and not to put this on the popular kids or blame the popular kids, but you know it if you could reach out, like, I know I didn't do this. I, you know, I, I played quarterback in high school and, you know, played football and did all that stuff, homecoming king. And I, I don't even remember once going over to like, they, you know, how there's different tables in in high school. I never went over to the nerdy kid's table or, or the weird kid's table and just said hello, you know, one day and, you know, you never know how much that could change somebody's outlook on things.
0: Makes a huge Uh, difference.
1: Right. And if we could teach people, uh, you know, to have a little more compassion for others. Maybe, you know, again, maybe obviously these kids were deranged and disgusting people, but, but you know, if, if we're talking about a way we could prevent uh, terrible things like this from happening, maybe compassion is the answer. Love, you know, yeah. as corny as that sounds.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason why I say like, I empathize with some of these people a lot is like, I, I don't yeah I don't, but you can, I think an important way to like kind of maybe understand this issue or is kind of maybe try to envision yourself how you could become this and then
1: how it's the whole joker batman movie yeah
0: (laughs) or it's like it's like people there's something i think i heard something somewhere it was like people who did the holocaust you wouldn't they're just ordinary every everyday people. Yeah, they you became know? radicalized. They just became, you know, they
1: they learned to just it's like the prison Stanford experiment. Yeah, the Stanford right. prison
0: experiment. Yeah, there's no reason to suspect that, you know, people are more malleable than they like to believe that they are. So I don't know, helping people without isolation and then you know, I don't know. I don't even know, and I'm I'm studying
1: this stuff. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's, it's a tough. Tough ask to, to come up with a solution. Yeah, I and mean, it seems like everybody, uh, every time something like this does happen, people I c- c- start screaming and crying about certain aspects of of why it happened, but there's a real lack of solution uh, solution talk out there.
0: I d- I think one thing that this is not a mental health thing. But I think it should be illegal to publish, uh, shooter's name. Shooter's name. Yes, dude. In any way, um, I just think all it does is just glorifies, and it's, it's just a, it's there is a selfish thing. You're trying to drive profit to your news organization, right? Because,
1: and it's like we said, even on this little radio show, you said it yourself. We, you know, I said maybe we shouldn't even say his name, and you said. Well, it's not like we're going to make a difference. You know, I'm sure the executive at NBC News or Fox News is like is thinking the same thing. Well, that that other executive at CNN just going to say, you know what? F it. We're going to say is Yeah, bail. we're going to report we'll it. We'll take that profit, whatever. Yeah. So why wouldn't we do it? Yes. Yeah, you know, it, it starts, you know, it starts small. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, people should start uh, taking a liking to not uh, saying the name or, or even giving any attention to this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it's just hard to do though.
0: It's hard to do. Uh I don't know. Any other any other thoughts on uh, what we can do?
1: No, I definitely enjoyed coming out and talking with you. Yeah, good um, show, man. Yeah, awesome yeah. awesome talk.
0: We'll uh yeah. we'll leave on a song. Uh picked out a playlist. <laughs> All uh killing theme songs. So oh, okay. Yeah. Well,
1: that's appropriate.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh let's see. Let's see, what do we got here? This is, uh, and we're doing this uh, every every Wednesday at four. So, right. tune in.
1: Uh, don't know what we're gonna talk about next week, but um, yes, thank you guys for thank listening. you for listening. And uh, this is uh, Mentel All. Yeah, hold on a second. Uh. we'll get better at the yeah, uh, music cues.
0: Could, yeah. <laughs> and this is Mental All. Maybe. No, that's not. My life oh, okay. oh,
1: yeah, now Killing me softly with his song.